Daniel, where do you think a former president's first wife should be buried? Where do you think Ivana Trump's resting place is? Um, a golf course? <laughs> Correct! Bedminster Golf Club, owned by Donald. Ivana is buried not far from the first hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I just said that as a joke. Are you f kidding me? No, I'm not kidding you. And Donald is now trying, besides getting the area designated as a cemetery to avoid taxes, to pitch an eternal membership to his <laughs> golf playing members. So you can be buried on the green close to Ivana, but only if you pay extra. You gotta be making this up. I'm not. Feel free to fact check and brace yourself. Ivana's death announcement by Donald J. Trump also contained a donate to save America link <laughs> <laughs> where people could donate to his Hello everyone, I'm Sandra. And I'm Neil. Welcome to Dubious. From the get-go, we'd like to clarify something for the new listeners. Those of you who have been with us for a while already know we're not being disrespectful about Ivana's death. We always do a funny intro. That's our format. And who wouldn't laugh at eternal membership? I mean, Ivana's not laughing. <laughs> 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 true, true. And look, we are not into conspiracy theories. Yeah, we do our best to be accurate and fair here. And we did not put her under the golf course, after all. So, <laughs> no, we're not the ones trying to disparage her or promote conspiracy theories. But people are saying things, and the circumstances around her death are worth talking about, we think. Yes, lots of people feel that for a bunch of reasons we're going to go through, especially the timing and manner of her death. You know, falling down the stairs the evening before Donald and his three adult children were to be deposed, and the postponing of those depositions because of her death. So lots of people thought something is fishy here, especially since her official cause of death was blunt force trauma to her torso. Now, normally, and you know this, I don't care what lots of people think. I mean, lots of people think that Biden stole the election when, in fact, it was Trump who tried to bring in fake electors and pressure officials into finding him extra votes. And when that failed, he tried to stage a coup and, you know, innocent people, including policemen, died. And if Ivana was anyone else's ex-wife, this episode wouldn't even happen. But we're talking about Donald Trump, the man who, in pure Soviet dictator fashion, wanted a military parade without wounded soldiers because, quote, it doesn't look good for me. <laughs> I forgot about that until you just said it. Yes, and when he was told that these soldiers are heroes and that there is only one group of more heroic people and they're buried at Arlington, he doubled down and said, yeah, but it doesn't look good for me. You know, this is a guy who is responsible for January 6th, a guy who wanted his own vice president hanged. Maybe he deserves it, he said, right? When he was informed his supporters were trying to get their hands on Mike Pence and kill him at the Capitol. And say what you will, the man is one way or another linked to the Kremlin. And at the very least, he is a big fan of totalitarian regimes and dictators like Putin. And at the very worst, which is where I'm leaning, <laughs> his allegiance is not to the United States, but to Russia. And the FSB loves accidental death. Well, <laughs> Let me tell you that I mean... much. I think the Russians are just opportunistic at PR and are giving credit for far more agency than they really have in general. But, I mean, with Trump, every story is the dumbest possible scenario that winds up being true. So, 
I'm not going to be surprised to find out like 10 years from now that Trump and the FSB have, you know, some sort of Florida deep sea fishing charter business <laughs> for like shirtless old guys, you know, or something like that. But in any case, Trump has been violent with women before. He pulled out a handful of Ivana's hair during a domestic dispute. According to her, he also raped her when they were still married before cheating on her with his next wife. So, spoiler alert, Donald Trump, not very nice. Yes, his hair was thinning out and Ivana recommended him a doctor to help him with his hair and the procedure was a bit painful, so Donald, according to Ivana, attacked her and pulled out her hair as revenge for sending him to that doctor. (sighs) So, we're not going to imply that Donald Trump (sighs) murdered his first wife, or that anyone else did for that matter. But he is trying to profit from her death in his trademark, hilariously stupid ways. And there are, shall we say, dubious circumstances related to her death to talk about here. Yes, and look, I think it's a bit unfair to compare people's healthy skepticism about Ivana's death to the crazy QAnon conspiracy theories, like the one saying that the Wayfair Furniture Company is trafficking kids inside their cupboards and kitchen sets, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) or that Kennedy is still alive. Michael Jackson, by the way, is also apparently still alive, according to these people. And, you know, all the other entirely insane stuff they're peddling. Wayfair is not a sponsor, by the way, but Wayfair, if you can hear me, get in touch (laughs) and we'll talk about it. (laughs) So, So let's get into it. Ivana Trump passed away on July 14th, 2022 at her home in New York from injuries sustained as the result of a fall. She was found at the bottom of the stairs, unconscious and unresponsive. She was 73 years old and she was Donald Trump's first wife and mother to Ivanka, Donald Jr. and Derek Trump. And we'll go over all the details of what we know happened that day and more importantly afterwards. But first, let's talk a bit about Ivana's life especially her life story before she married Trump, her early years, the lesser known things about her. Because there are some really tragic aspects like the untimely death of the man she loved, George Stadel, a playwright and lyricist who died in a car crash. And most importantly, I believe she deserves to be remembered not only as Trump's first wife, because she was an amazing woman, she was a New York socialite, model and author, but she was also an athlete who made the Czech skiing Olympics team. She was her own woman. So Ivana Maria Zelnikova was not just some mail-order bride that wound up married to Donald Trump. She has a master's degree and, to her credit, fled from the Soviet bloc to a new life in Canada and then emigrated to the United States. Ivana Maria Zelnikova was born in 1949 in Moravia, the Czech Republic. Czechoslovakia, as it was then called, was at the time a Soviet Socialist Republic. Her father was an electrical engineer and her mom worked as a telephone operator. Both her parents saw potential in Ivana. She was a very good skier and she loved the sport. She had been skiing since she was four years old and she joined the junior national ski team which offered her opportunities to travel beyond the Soviet-era boundaries. Yes, and that was a massive thing. I mean, I come from an ex-communist country, Romania, and even though I was very young when the revolution happened, I'm a millennial, okay? (laughs) Okay, you keep telling me that. (laughs) 
you know, I still remember how it was before. The idea of people going abroad, that was a dream. Nobody was allowed to travel internationally unless they are going to represent the country at sporting competitions or if they were part of the government and they were traveling for work. In fact, we were so obsessed with the West that any item coming from the West, something as simple as, let's say, a plastic bag with a brand name on it, a logo, would be something people would actually keep. It was insane. I mean, foreign movies and music were banned. People had to buy anything that was from another country on the black market. And we're not talking guns and cocaine black market, right? We're talking ridiculous things like a black market for like jeans or soap or perfume or music. We had our own brands of soap, but they were really sh- And look, (laughs) you know, nobody was allowed foreign currency either. You could go to prison for doing any of these things, including buying soap on the black market. Uh, Abortion was banned. Gay relationships were outlawed and punishable by decades in prison. Everything had to be about Ceausescu and his wife. Kids were indoctrinated with this dear leader called BS. There was no free press anymore, really. All the good journalists had been locked up or sent to forced labor camps. Books had been banned and anything that was remotely liberal had been erased from school textbooks. We had massive military parades each year dedicated to Ceausescu, of course, his wife, Elena, and their two adult children. I mean, all that sounds like the Trump administration to me. What's the difference? (laughs) I mean, at least that's what these Republicans have in mind, uh, besides what they've already accomplished, like with the abortion ban. For new listeners, we did an episode about that issue recently, by the way. It's called Forced Pregnancy, A Crime Against Humanity, if you want to go back and check it out. Yes, that's exactly right. And to me, you know, it is mind-blowing how these people who claim to be fighting socialism and communism are in fact doing the opposite. And their base does not see it. The definition of freedom for half of America now is God say Jesus. I mean... (laughs) Truth is, freedom is going to the supermarket and not mapping out an exit strategy the second you step in, in case of a mass shooting. That's what freedom is to me, at least, you know. But anyway, that's why Nadia Comaneci, the first gymnast to ever get a tenning competition, had to flee. You know, all those reasons we talked before. That's why so many people were starved for freedom and trying to escape. That's why in the end, the system collapsed on itself in 1989 and Nikolai and Elena Ceausescu were executed. And that's why in 1993, Czechoslovakia separated also into two new countries, independent, and the Czech Republic and Slovakia became their own entities and the Soviet era ended. And yes, look, the irony is here that Ivana escaped such a country and ended up with a guy who would love nothing more than being a dictator. So for Ivana to have this opportunity to travel abroad for skiing competitions at the time, this was a huge deal. And with that travel, her eyes opened even more to the kind of reality the Czech people were living in. And as we said before, she was not just an athlete, but educated as well. She had a master's degree in physical education, which she earned in 1972 from Charles University in Prague. And she was as comfortable in the public eye, really, as Trump is. She starred in a children's television series called Pentow while she was still a university student in 1970 and was later a model as well. Exactly. Now, about Ivana's history in competitive skiing, you know, there is some controversy. It was reported that she was selected as an alternate on the Czechoslovak ski team during the 1972 Winter Olympics in downhill and slalom. But in 1989, Petri Pomenzi, Secretary General of the Czechoslovak Olympic Committee, denied the claim and said that despite searching extensively, no record could be found of her involvement. 
I personally don't believe him. I think Ivana was indeed talented and was selected to be on that Olympic team. It's very normal for socialist countries to diminish or entirely delete someone's achievements if that someone has chosen to trick the system and left the country. People like that were seen as black sheep, right? If you were not complying, we're going to erase all your achievements. Yeah, that's not surprising. So Ivana married her first husband, Alfred Winkmayer, in 1971. He was an Austrian ski instructor, and by all indication, this was just a platonic relationship. The marriage was only for the purpose of getting Ivana an Austrian passport. And with that, she could leave Czechoslovakia freely and still return later to visit her parents, rather than defecting, which would have left her outcast from the Soviet territories entirely. As Ivana Winkelmeyer, she received her Austrian passport in March 1972, and just a year later, in 1973, she obtained an absentee divorce from Alfred in Los Angeles, California, where he had moved to teach skiing. And at this time, Ivana was romantically involved with the lyricist and playwright George Stadel, and she loved him. They were planning a life together. They were young, you know, it, it was wonderful. Unfortunately, George was killed in a car accident in 1973, and Ivana was devastated. See there, fellas? Don't let them tell you that an education in the arts is worthless. That guy got Ivana Trump. (laughs) Yeah, and then he died, Neil. (laughs) Well, he had it good for a minute. But anyways, after Stadel's death, Ivana moved to Canada and got back together with Jiri Sirovatka, a man she had dated previously. No judgment on this either, I don't think. I mean, it's got to be hard to lose your romantic partner like that. So getting back together with an ex is understandable. Yes. I mean, after trauma like that, I assume it's easier to heal with someone you already know and love before. You're looking for comfort. You don't want to risk anything with a new person, you know, exploring new relationships. So you return to what you know is safe. It does make sense. Jiri had defected to Canada in 1971 and owned a ski boutique in Montreal. So Ivana started working as a ski instructor while living in Canada. So she lived in Montreal for about two years and she continued to improve her English by taking night courses at McGill University. When working as a model, Ivana told the Montreal Gazette in a 1975 interview that it was really just a job to her. But her clients included Eaton's department store, the fashion designer Aki Soft, and she also did promos for the 1976 Summer Olympics, which were also held in Montreal. And then she met Donald Trump in 1976 in New York City, where she was with a group of models. And, you know, the rest is history. We won't be discussing this part of her life as it has been covered ad nauseum, but we'll now be discussing the circumstances of her death. So on July the 14th, a female employee arrived at Ivana's seven-story townhouse in Manhattan, and she found Ivana at the bottom of a staircase unconscious. The first responders arrived at approximately 12.40 p.m. and found Ivana Trump unresponsive after somebody called 911 to report a person had suffered a heart attack. The information on this is not extensive, but let's recap. So this employee lady arrives, finds Ivana unresponsive at the bottom of the stairs, and then calls 911 and tells them that she had a heart attack. I mean, how did she know it wasn't a stroke or a pulmonary embolism caused by a blood clot or that Ivana didn't break her neck in the fall? I mean, why zero in on cardiac arrest? Could have been a million other things. And look, Reuters confirmed that, quote, the fire department of New York said paramedics responded to a call to her apartment for a cardiac arrest. 
Either way, and this is entirely my assumption, we know Ivana's health wasn't the best in the last few years. She was 73, and like all senior people, she had some health issues. So maybe this employee knew she was taking heart medication, for example, and just assumed that's why she died. We don't know. The incident took place just two hours before her hair appointment, so it's fair to assume, I think, that she was feeling okay that morning. Otherwise, she would have canceled. Yeah, probably. So... Ivana's employee arrived at her residence and found Ivana on the right side of the second floor and called 911. The first responders arrived. They declare her dead. And it's unclear if they even tried to resuscitate her. I mean, has she been there a while? I guess if there's some rigor mortis, maybe there was some sign that there was no point in trying to revive her. But I mean, in any case... Falls are not abnormal among the elderly. The CDC says that falls are the leading cause of injury deaths for people over 65. Like 64 out of every 100,000 elderly people die as a result of an accidental fall every year. Yeah, that's exactly 0.064%. So statistically, what happened here is a pretty rare occurrence. Now, let's pay attention to what the CDC actually says, fall-related injuries. In case of the senior population, usually this means, you know, a broken hip or broken bones, which causes the person to be bedridden for a very long period of time. And that erodes their health even further. Complications occur and they pass away. So if an elderly person falls down the stairs and breaks their hip and dies one year later after being bedridden from that injury and experiencing complications, that's classified as a fall-related death. You know, people falling down the stairs and dying on the spot, those cases are rare. I mean, even more rare than 0.064%. Yeah, so the New York City Chief Medical Examiner's Office said, within 24 hours, no less, that they had a cause of death for Ivana. Or perhaps even within five hours, depending on who you read in the news. They ruled it an accident and cited blunt impact injuries to her torso. And as soon as the news hit, the hashtag wrong Trump was trending. Yes, I think that's funny for like half a second at best. I don't think it's a classy move to wish for anyone's death. I deeply dislike Donald Trump, but I think that any of that stuff is in poor taste. Yeah, I agree. I think it's not fair to her to joke about her just because of who her ex-husband came to be after their divorce. I mean, all fun and games to make fun of Donald Trump for... You know, like the FBI mulling around Mar-a-Lago. You know, he deserves whatever misfortune finds him, but not Ivana. I don't think any of that was her fault. Yes, I agree. And by the way, I think uh, whatever the FBI is doing, it falls under the Espionage Act with Donald. So that's it's pretty gotta serious. Be, it's, the nuclear stuff is great because I got this picture in my head. Is <laughs> Hey, you want to see the codes? I got the codes. Look at the codes. To Look at the codes. Like yes. <laughs> That's so him, yes. Agreed, but back to our story. And I forgot, Ivana's body was allegedly found next to a spilled cup of coffee, according to authorities. Which begs the question, why would the employee immediately think heart attack if Ivana was drinking coffee right before she died? I mean, usually people with cardiac issues don't drink coffee. 
Now, it could have been decaf, but still, I just don't understand why the 911 call was made for a cardiac arrest situation and not fallen on the stairs and this unresponsive situation. And we do know now this was no heart attack. The medical examiner said so. It was blunt force trauma to her torso. Also, did nobody think to test the coffee? I mean, it seems fairly obvious. Yeah, good point. And since when does an autopsy only last five hours? Because Ivana Trump died on July 14, and on July 15, the New York City office of the chief medical examiner ruled her death an accident and made public the cause of death. I would think that an autopsy in such a case as this would have taken much longer. I mean, the results of some high-profile ones aren't released for months. And there are sometimes even second opinions from independent doctors. So it seems all this was done in quite a rush. Right. I mean, just the blood tests alone take weeks. I mean, what if she fell because of a substance she ingested that altered her balance? I'm not even saying because she was pushed or stuff like that, even though, you know, the thought crosses my mind. And it's not like they said preliminary results, as in, look, we'll do more tests and so on. And this is what we think now. But we're doing a battery of tests to confirm our initial results. I mean, I hate conspiracy theories, I really do, but I just don't get how something like this can take less than 24 hours, especially given the timing of the unfortunate event. Yeah, the timing was, we would say, beneficial for Donald, uh, Ivanka, Don Jr., and Eric, because they were all going to be deposed the very next day, separately, as part of the New York Attorney General's investigation into the Trump organization. Yes, and sometimes when you're to be deposed and your three children are to be deposed separately, you and the many lawyers might need more time to get your story straight. I'm not saying it's what happened here, though. It's just... Well, either way, the depositions were postponed. A spokeswoman for Attorney General Letitia James's office said in a statement the day after Ivana's death, this is a temporary delay and the depositions will be rescheduled as soon as possible. There's no other information about dates or otherwise to provide at this time. That sounds like us when we are pressed by time and talk and decide when exactly do we have time to record our premium episodes. <laughs> yes, it's like, <laughs> I need some time to spend with my family. Your privacy in this matter is appreciated, yes. But we always put out two premium episodes every month, as promised, no matter what, because we love you guys. Yes, guys, we do two premium episodes per month in addition to our four free ones. So there is already a good collection of great exclusive premium content available for you. You can get these premium episodes by going to dubiouspod.com and clicking on the Become a Patron button at the top of the page. Or even easier, there's a link right there in the episode notes. That way you can support us and the podcast, because we have no team of editors, sound engineers, and so on. It's just us, and we work on our episodes whenever we have the time, on nights and weekends mostly. And not only do you get the premium episodes, you'll also get our free public episodes ad-free as well. But not drama-free. No, you can always count on the drama. So, as we said, Ivana was having some issues in the past few years, but she was in relatively good health for a 73-year-old. In fact, she was just getting ready to go to Saint-Tropez the next day, a trip she had been looking forward to. She had been more reclusive due to COVID in the past couple years. I mean, and rightfully so, because of the increased risk for people her age. But Nikki Haskell, one of her close friends, said on the day of her death that she was excited about her upcoming trip to Saint-Tropez, which would have been her first trip since the COVID outbreak. So she was supposed to leave New York on July 15, right? The next day after her death. Yes. And it seems she had been having a hard time dealing with 
Rosano Ribicondi's death. He was her fourth husband. He passed away in 2021 from skin cancer. So the trip would have been a good thing for her. Some enjoyment after the pandemic and the loss of another romantic partner in her life, the second one. Yes, and they had divorced in 2009, but they remained close and they were very good friends, saw each other regularly, even after the divorce. She was devastated by his death too, so this is the second time in her life when she loses somebody that she really loves and cares for. That's how it should be. I mean, my ex-wife and I get along better now than we did when we were married. It was the marriage that was stupid. We should have just stayed friends all this time. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, about this staircase situation. Ivana also had an elevator, but she never used it. She probably felt that she didn't need to. I mean, she was quite fit for her age. And remember, we're talking about a former athlete, a skilled skier, and she stayed in shape after her skiing career ended. Exactly. And we mentioned the staircase in our episode title. It's a reference to the documentary with the same name. It's on Netflix. It's very good. It's about Michael Peterson, an American novelist who was convicted in 2003 of murdering his second wife, Kathleen Peterson, on December 9, 2001. Kathleen also fell down the stairs, according to Michael, but that's kind of where the similarities end, uh, at least from what we have right now. Ivana, unlike Kathleen, was alone in the house at the time of her death, and the police pretty clearly stated that there was no sign of criminality, no forced entry, or anything like that. Well, Kathleen also had blunt force trauma injuries to her torso, but yes, I think it's safe to say Donald himself was not there at the time of Ivana's death. Toxicology results showed that Kathleen's blood alcohol content was 0.07%, and her alcohol in urine was 0.11%. And I mean, when your blood alcohol is 0.08 or higher, you're going to get a DUI if you drive a car. And she had taken a Valium pill on top of that. So the autopsy report concluded that Kathleen, who was only 48 years old at the time, suffered an assortment of severe injuries, not just one. She had a fracture of the superior cornu at the left thyroid cartilage, lacerations to the top and back of her head consistent with like blows from a blunt object, and she died from blood loss, like 90 minutes to maybe two hours after sustaining the blunt force trauma injuries. Too bad we don't have a toxicology report for Ivana, or maybe they'll release one later, but I could not find anything anywhere about that, so we're in the dark about it, which in itself is a bit weird. You'd think the medical examiner would want those tests done, and if she or he didn't, the family would want them done. Generally, yes. It appears, though, that's not the case with this family. (laughs) (laughs) On the day of her passing, Donald Trump, now banned on the more serious platforms like Twitter, posted a statement on Truth Social, and he said some very nice words about Ivana. Well, we all know he has the very best words, so... But in all fairness, Donald Trump and Ivanka and Don Jr. and Derek did pay their respects online with beautiful remembrances of Ivana. And let's be honest, I don't think it was an easy day for either of her children. She was their mom, after all, and they did love her immensely. And regardless of my personal dislike for them, I have to say that my heart broke a bit for them that day. Yes, it's hard to lose your parents. So Donald's announcement was, quote, I'm very saddened to inform all of those that loved her, of which there are very many, that Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City. 
She was a wonderful, beautiful, and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. She was so proud of them as we were all so proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. And immediately under the announcement, there was a fundraising link. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when my heart stopped breaking for these people. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. (laughs) A death announcement with a fundraising link for his pack. My ex died. (laughs) Donate to me here. (laughs) It was donate to save America, actually. (laughs) I mean, and these Trump kids, look. The one that looks the most, like, weaselish is Eric by far. What does weaselish mean? He's just got that look of it. He's got the greasy hair. And, I mean, I get Donald Jr. Donald Jr. is, uh, he's the tragic son out of this bunch. He's trying to be a tough guy, but he's not a tough guy. You know, he's just who he is. But Eric is the quiet one. that You better keep an eye on him. He's a troublemaker. So, he posted a nice message, too, though, in this case. With a family photo of himself, Ivanka, Donald Sr., Donald Jr., and Ivana, all sitting down on a staircase. A spiral staircase, just like the one his mother (laughs) fell from to her death. These people! (laughs) I mean... I feel guilty for, like, you know, we have a saying in Romania, like, one eye is laughing and one eye is crying. Like, I don't, it's, I don't think it's, it's just, it's insane. I, I don't get along with my parents. My parents are not good people. But, I mean, if my mother falls off of the uh, stairs, I'm not going to take a picture of myself on the stairs to post on Twitter. That is a bit far. In any case, a funeral mass was held for Ivana at Upper East Side Catholic Church on July the 20th. And then she was buried at the Bedminster National Golf Club, Trump's Golf Club, in what can only be described as a very modest grave, close to the first hole. (laughs) (laughs) You you can't help help but laugh. You, yes, it's it's incredible. I mean, and look, modest is a euphemism. This woman was an incredible force while alive. She was an athlete and an author, and she was an icon. She was a good person. And most of all, and this to me matters so much, she loved animals, all animals, but particularly dogs. And throughout her life, she donated to shelters and dog charities. Yeah, and she even had her own little puppy, Tiger. So she loved him a lot. A friend said... After her death, the tiger was all she had. Apparently, Tiger, who's a tiny mixed pup, was napping at everyone except Ivana as she she was walking him. And she didn't care. She loved him so much that she was planning to leave millions to him. We don't know if Tiger will get the millions or if other tigers got to the money first. Either way, Tiger the dog is happy and safe with Ivana's personal assistant, Dorothy, I guess her own children couldn't be bothered to get Tiger and look after him. And she was, by all indication, a good wife and mother as well. Uh, And for all that, you wind up buried in a golf course grave. I mean, as a sort of meme for content in your worst ex-husband's posts. We'll post photos of her resting place on our social media, but yes, very... You know, it's sad. It's just sad. And the gravestone inscription is only this, her name and her birth dates. Nothing else. I mean, I guess Brooke Harrington, a professor of sociology from Dartmouth, UK, said it best. Well, tweeted it best. Her Twitter handle is, by the way, at E.B. Harrington. This is what she posted. 
Yes, I was surprised. That's why I checked and why I posted the thread. I couldn't believe her three kids, whom she apparently loved and who loved her, would allow their father to treat their mother like this. Burying Ivana in little more than a pauper's grave disgraces them all. Yeah, and I, it's like Sandra showed me the picture before we started recording, and the tombstone on her grave is the exact same one it looks to me like if you were in the military and you die in the U.S., the military will come and give like a flat stone that just lays on the ground at the foot of your grave. It is not the primary headstone. Uh, my grandfather has one from the Navy on his grave. So this is like uh, the free government stone that is on her grave. It is insane. Yeah, you're right. It's a completely outrageous situation. Funeral guests in lieu of flowers were asked to donate to Big Dog Ranch Rescue in Florida and to, quote, help save the lives of the dogs that are in desperate need. And we all know Ivana lived in New York, and we know it was the rest of the Trumps who picked this Florida charity. And there's people out there who rightfully are suggesting that this is another one of Trump's schemes where the money's not really going where they say it's going. I'm not surprised. I mean, Donald Trump once cut off family payments for the medical care of his nephew who had cerebral palsy during a dispute over their inheritance. And then there's the scandal with the stealing from that cancer charity thing. I mean, stealing from puppies at this point, if true, is not a shock. Nothing surprises me anymore. I'm just saddened that Ivana's memory was disrespected that way. And of course, the puppies, I mean, oh my God, who... Do something like this. <laughs> but, I mean, this all reminds me. So there was a crazy woman on TikTok after the election lawsuit mess who was mentioned on another show that I listened to. And they were laughing uncontrollably about this woman's idea that since Trump was no longer president, he would be doing, quote, pitbull rescues, <laughs> which I mean, that's stupid. Yes. But then again, is it because that big dog rescue charity has spent about $2 million at Mar-a-Lago over the past two years on fundraising Aww. events. And Eric's wife, Laura Trump, is the head of charity events oh, at Mar-a-Lago. So, okay. I mean, yes. <laughs> so, yes, I in a way. I think things are pretty clear. In yeah. any case, so in a way, he is doing Pitbull Rescue. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, in any case, the golf course funeral, I mean, it's something else. Uh, it's insane, but I mean, it's free and <laughs> didn't pay much for the tombstone and has a profit upside for Donald. So I'm guessing that's all they cared about. Right. So let's explain that profit potential real fast. When you designate part of your land as a cemetery in the state of New Jersey, you get a tax break. You avoid property tax, income tax and sales tax, the holy tax trifecta. So Donald tried to profit from her dead body, turned this into a business. So he tried to classify that golf club as a cemetery, but it didn't work. <laughs> The planning authority knocked that. So, you know, he's not giving up, though. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's trying to make it a sort of family mausoleum area, apparently. He says he wants to be buried there, too. And he wants this giant 20-foot structure in the middle of the golf course. Uh, but what he really wants is money. Let's just say it. his latest grift is that he's trying to pitch that eternal membership... <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
yes, so he's trying to pitch the eternal membership to his golf club members and you basically you can play golf while you're alive and you get to spend eternity on the golf course too when you die but you have to pay extra that's the <laughs> <laughs> that's the catch unbelievable and so ivana's death is a marketing scheme uh eternal membership I mean, I can't get over that. I really got to get it. All you televangelists, I'm sure we have many televangelists in our audience because, uh, yeah, we're we agree with them so often. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they all love us. I think yeah, they blacklisted sure they us. <laughs> they should be taking notes when the Gulf Stream isn't getting it done and you got to fly in a 757 eternal membership. That's what you got to go for. So. I mean, it's almost good. It's so crazy. Like, P.T. Barnum would be proud of this guy. Yes. Oh, and there is also a MAGA dating site. MAGA. (laughs) (laughs) It's called MAGA Mingle. It's It's exclusively for the religiously fanatic oppressed white people of America. Oppressed is in quotes, you know, it's like, it's, how do you say (laughs) It's like, yeah, you get it. And yeah. the slogan is, where the free meets the brain. Well, I could, I could decide who's who here. So the men are free. And ladies, if you sign up on MAGA Mingle, you are brave. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Oh, that's genius, Neil. But look, he's creating a cult between the dating site and the Gold Course Eternal membership, crazy conspiracy theories, and everything else. This is a cult. He gets it. He's, I mean, he's just like L. Ron Hubbard. Nothing makes a profit like a cult. True, true. It's just so sad, though, that he used Ivana's death like this. Anyway, we hope she rests in peace and that her pup tiger is not suffering too much missing her. We know Dorothy, Ivana's assistant, is taking good care of him, but pets do suffer so much when their humans pass away. I'm sure that Tiger will be fine. We don't need to worry about him. Uh, If you do, the boy Odie will be jealous. (laughs) Just like your bear is jealous when we talk on the (laughs) Yes, exactly. By the way, guys, my boy Odie got bit by the bump by a snake. Poor boy, he's fine now. I thought he had a hotspot initially. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we figured it out on the phone. Uh, so, poor boy, he had to get his butt shot with a laser. Literally, they used laser therapy to heal the wound, and he licked it during that night. I had no idea he was bit. Obviously, the snake wasn't too poisonous, and he was fine otherwise, except the itching in that area, and now he's wearing a cone, and he's very upset about it. Yes, he's right to be upset. The boy looks just miserable in the cone. <laughs> yes. So, what we got for your dubimeter on all of this, from how Ivana died, the golf course grave, all that stuff uh, one to ten hmm, look unless more comes to light for now i have to believe the medical examiner and trust that her death was accidental that doesn't mean i don't have questions i do yeah and the profiteering around her death i mean it's the purest distilled version of donald trump but i'm not gonna buy into some crazy secret murder plot conspiracy or anything by all indications she was not a bad person either And I don't know of a reason why anyone would want her dead. So for that part, I'd say the dubimeter goes to six, maybe a seven, just because of all the question marks that surround the fall and the lack of blood toxicity analysis, the coffee in the coffee cup not being tested, the family not requesting an independent autopsy and so on. 
But the funeral, I mean, the resting place on Trump's golf course and the eternal membership in the fundraising link which accompanied her death announcement made by Donald and company, that's a 10 on my dubimeter. So you got like an average of nine between the two. Yes. Do you agree with dubimeter nine for this episode story? Well, I mean, let's ask them. These people listen to us. So let us know what you think, everybody. We are at Dubious Pod on all your social media platforms, and we are curious to know what you think. Yes, and don't forget, if you like our content, please become a patron on DubiousPod.com to get our premium episodes, eternal membership. I'm just joking. <laughs> we got to come up with an eternal membership tier. <laughs> Don't click on the link yet. I'm going to put like a $100,000 bonus tier on the website. You get eternal membership with that, everybody. Give me a minute. He's joking, guys. Yeah. So uh, you also get the public episodes all ad free if you become a patron. That's it for today on Dubious. Thanks, everybody. And see you guys next week. <laughs>